This is Behind the Rings with Brittany and Dorian Alfin. Take a trip down memory lane with us as we share the good, the rough, and the complex about what led us to our forever journey. Let's tap in. Hey y'all. What's going on family? Welcome back. Yes, so we are doing something a little bit differently today than we normally <clears throat> I gotta put my do. sexy voice on this I'm so uh, done. <laughs> on uh, HEA 103. I am so done. It worked though. So we're talking about bedroom conversations. What is pleasure? And I more so wanted to talk about this because I was the virgin in this relationship. Stop saying that. Like, we all come into this world as virgins. Go look at me crazy. Well, if we look at your body of work and we look at my body of one, then. Anyways, so I am a, a literal person. So I'm going to give y'all the literal definition of what pleasure means. So pleasure in the dictionary means a state of gratification. Um, another definition is sensual gratification, frivolous amusement. I don't like that definition, y'all. That sounds kinky. It do. <laughs> a source of delight or joy. Um, it also says desire or inclination. So the reason why I had to give y'all that definition um, is because I think that we define pleasure based on very awkward things sometimes especially when it comes to the bedroom and I can only talk from my standpoint of being a virgin who married a no offense an ex-ho um so my definition of pleasure was very different um and and the reason why I want to really talk about this is because in our marriage I realized that we really didn't define our love language the way that we should have. Um, so in the beginning, we defined our love language based off of, you know, what we knew about love language. Like we didn't really go through the motions of really processing what our love language is. And I remember watching this particular video, which we will do on another episode. That one is going to be so much more fun. Um, but that episode, I mean, that video really talked about how you receive love and how you give love. And I think we only look at the love language based on how we receive love and not necessarily how we give love. Mm -hmm. um, and that matters. That love language matters. How you give love and then how you receive it are two very different love languages. And still to this moment, I don't think that we've defined how we receive love, like what our, our receiving love language is. Um. That's interesting. But we took the test. So we, 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 we uh, <laughs> thank God for the adventure challenge. Shout out to y'all. Um, uh -huh. We were able to do a challenge. And one of the challenges was y'all take the love language, the five love language um, challenge. And what's crazy is what my love language used to be early in our relationship mm -hmm. has now reversed into Britney's or my or babes. That's point one. <laughs> y'all, we keep in tags, okay? We, the whole season, we're going to tally up how many times he says Britney. And I think you're up to 15 now. And then I switched to exactly what you had, which was mm -hmm. um, quality time. And hers is now physical touch. So the fact that we've been doing this episode is wild to me because this, this was all... Led by me. Exactly. <laughs> like, how do we get here? But hey, I am not stopping it. Brothers, I'm telling you, listen, pour into your woman and she's going to like just overflow you, bro. And I need y'all to understand, this is not the happy wife, happy life kind of situation. So I have always been the one that was showing up. So I thought, the always the one showing up in the marriage, being the doer, 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 pulling him up the hill. And after I did some very well needed mental healing, gained some mental clarity, did some personal development and really dove into what being a wife truly means and what not necessarily just being a wife but what being a wife means to my husband and what he needed in a wife oh my gosh i was the worst wife um and it was because i made everything about my needs my pleasure what what felt good to me and that's not what pleasure means to me now so what i thought pleasure meant Prior to all of this personal development, mental health, you know, awareness, self-awareness, um, it was I wanted to feel good. 
I needed to make sure that I got my nut cum, whatever y'all call it. I'm, you know. You can say that. Yes. <laughs> Like, I'm like, hold on, y'all. We have to establish new. this. <laughs> no, he's still very new to the podcast phase. You can say whatever you want on a podcast as long as you put that little button that oh says explicit. You can be as nasty and wretched. What do you think bedroom candy is? I'm, I guess, man. Y'all some adults out here, man. <laughs> I anyway. So pleasure to me in in the beginning of our relationship and marriage meant that I needed to feel good. Like I needed to get my, you know, secretions out. And if he got it out, cool. If not, then okay. But it needs to feel good to me. Mm. And now pleasure is very different for me. How I view pleasure and what pleasure means to me is I want my man to feel good. And what I mean by I want my man to feel good is I want to pleasure him. That pleasures me knowing that I satisfied my man. And I know for... <laughs> you get it now. I do. I do. But I think when you are a virgin, no offense, that marries a hoe. And when I mean hoe, I mean somebody who is sexually experienced, somebody who's sexually fluid. When you marry somebody who Let's is... call it a different word. Okay. Sexually fluid. <laughs> I don't like the fluid. <laughs> we'll work on it. No, we'll table that. Um, but somebody who is sexually advanced, experienced. Do you like that better? Sexually experienced? Okay. Okay. We'll so, roll with it. <laughs> somebody who's sexually experienced um, and, and you're not so sexually experienced and, and they have like bodies, different, different sizes, different expertises, different stories. You know, it kind of intimidates you a little bit. It's like damn i cannot compete with her you know she looks like she knows how to put her head her legs behind her head and here i am little flat fragile something you know in high school, he's so uncomfortable <laughs> um you know i i wasn't that sexually fluid um in my communication as far as intimacy and because of that i was like i can't compete with being the headmaster i cannot compete with being this this ride cowgirl champion like that's not that's not it for me that's not what i want to you know you've expressed that so many like, times i just it i was like that's not pleasure like i'm not getting enjoyment of that because i'm in my head yeah. but as i started to mentally heal and as i started to really process what pleasure meant when i pivoted it being more so an enjoyment for me and then I started pivoting it to know I want my man to be satisfied. Like it was a flex. It was a flex, y'all. This is about to get real TMI. But let me tell you something. Parents, our parents, and if y'all listening, please tune out now. Because please tune out. Okay. He's looking at me like, what? <laughs> y'all got to go watch the YouTube video because the way he's looking at me. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I'm interested. Okay. So I'm going to be real, real with y'all. The first time that I ever, and this was post-surgery. Okay. Because pre-surgery... Listen, I'm not trying to be funny or offensive to the fluffy community, but my big ass wasn't riding nothing, okay? But post-surgery, when I mustered up enough confidence to ride my husband, let me explain something to y'all. That is the most liberating feeling. Any female that can confidently ride her man, girl, I understand the power. <laughs> I understand how well our coochie performs. Oh, Y'all, <laughs> y'all, I literally felt like Beyonce. Like, I literally <laughs> felt like bowed down to the, th like, I literally felt amazing. Y'all don't understand, well, you don't understand the confidence, <laughs> especially from you, from somebody that was complete 180. Top tier experience. Now it's like the confidence, it, it kind of intimidates me, I'll be honest. It was, it was so, it was beautiful. That's all I can say. It was, it took it, that to me was pleasure, knowing that I was making his eyes roll in the back of his head. Hey, no. Knowing that I was making his toes curl, it it did something for me. And now I can I see why women are hoes. I see why. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh my god. I see why y'all get digmatizing. You want to keep having sex? Like I see why there's such thing as nipples. Like I get it. Where there's a thing Lit called like, nipples. I get it. Listen, I get why porn is a thing. Bruh. I get it. I get why that's a profession. Because as a woman, like when you command that space, oh my god. Ain't ain't he's drinking water, y'all. He real there. <laughs> Welcome to the league, baby. Welcome to the league. But it's such a beautiful feeling, like to just be able to fluidly 
feel confident, but knowing that you are delivering an experience for your partner, mm. top tier. So let me tell you how top I- tier. That's pleasure for me. That, yes. But what's crazy is, again, we've switched completely because you yeah. find that you find that gratification, you find that satisfaction in the fact like I did that. Mm. And I still do. Don't 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 think that I don't put it down. Like do. for anybody that's listening, like listen, she's she's taken care of, she's well spoken for for the rest of her life. Very just well. based on instances that happened years ago. So listen, <laughs> real real quick side note. Any of y'all that are playing the long game, I said this it to Bay the other day, uh, please stop. There you're never I don't care if you think that you have the biggest Johnson in the world. I don't care if you got all the money in the world. I don't care if you can literally buy my whole life. Let me tell you something. My little version behind the way that my man puts it down, I ain't going nowhere. And let me let me even stretch it a little bit. Every woman that has had him, baby, you didn't have him the way that he delivers now. Moving okay? on, because that's for me and you. I'm just letting y'all know. I ain't going nowhere. I am dick whip, dickmatized. All of the things that go along with that. Okay, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> this pleasure train is training. Okay. So, back to PG. Um <laughs> my God. I had to just let him know. So yes. I think at this point now that's second nature. It's like, yo, I can, I can do that. I'm trust me, I'm not bored with it. I'll say this over the airways. I'm not bored with you at all. Like the things that we're able to do now because you have confidence, <laughs> the sky's the limit. <laughs> but my satisfaction now, just as much as I know that I can show my emotions through physical touch, I wanted to be able to do that for you emotionally. Because mm -hmm. stroking a uh, like like a woman's not ego, but matching her mentally. That's different because y'all are emotional creatures. And for yeah. us to uh, to step into that world and actually embody like the timing and the awareness, like, oh, bro, like when you understand that and not to do it with a motive, but that's like genuinely what you want to do. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you listen to our last uh, podcast, you get in sync. Mm -hmm. it, it happens so naturally. And that's where I find satisfaction in because now it's like every day I don't have to wait until the end of the night to try to get some panties to finally show her how I've been feeling all day. No, I, I can just do that in, in passing. Mm -hmm. We don't even have to touch. It's, it's looks that we have with each other. It's me Instant. It's me just, you know, taking initiative and seeing, oh, she's still in the shower. Let me go ahead and start her eggs or ask her what she want or what you want to do later rather than, mm -hmm. you know, me just make every move actually include her. So I'm finding so much in that. Like, cause it's more, I guess, for men, we like a challenge, mm -hmm. and that to me, being in tune with my wife, it's not a challenge anymore. It's actually something that I aspire to refine every day and to get better. It's, it's like, it's a sport to me. Like, I, I love being emotionally in tune with my wife, with my children, with myself, with God, and it's just like, it's just this, this flow. I want to stay mm -hmm. in this constant flow, but it happens at home, and for us actually demonstrating that in our marriage and being so in sync that to me is so much better than sex it's so much better i feel that feeling speak for yourself that, no, I'm just <laughs> I, I mean of course it's like it's not as intense as when we you know nut but it's still like this constant all day bliss this high yeah. that you can't explain it's so just like god i love you mm -hmm. and i don't i just want to like I, if it spewed from my pores, like y'all would see it. Like it's it's coming out of me. Yeah. But that's where I am now. But and then when we get in the bed, bro, all of that I bring all of that to the oh say less. <laughs> what? It's y'all. So I had to tell this quick story because it it cracked me up. It's not gonna be too explicit because you looking at me real side eye right now. What you mean? You no. already took it. X. So we are heavily into personal development. And this man, in the middle of me, like, really being, like, I'm I'm about to, I'm a vulture. Like, I, nah, nigga, I want to oh. fuck. Like, I'm not sitting here trying to just, let me be so cute. Nah, I was like, go lay down. <laughs> Spread eagle. Like, uh, give me them cookies. Like, I was ready. Y'all okay? hear how her voice changed? I'm glad y'all <laughs> Be talking to me like this, yes, ma'am. Hey. Like, I mean, I was ready. Okay, I was like, nah, bro. Like, I, I, I want. I, I'm not trying to make love to you. Like, I'm not, no, right now. Like, what? I, I want them cookies. Okay, like, go sit down somewhere. So he was like, let's meditate. Uh, yeah, we trying to connect. 
I'm trying to connect. Um, baby, I wasn't trying to meditate. <laughs> so I let him have his little moment. We deep breathe once. I was like, all right, come on, let's go. And he was like, wait a minute. I took one deep inhale breath. So listen, listen, because when you have been in, in a place <laughs> like where I was, like sex was, I have to be real with y'all. Like back then, prior to me getting surgery and prior to me doing my mental work, to be real, real, real with y'all, like we were probably having sex like once a month. I know, don't, it, no, in real life, like we were probably having sex once a month, and that was that was like good. Yeah. Like if we if we didn't if we if we landed in a thirty day time period, it was like woo, we did good. Like we hit it off once, and it was because I didn't feel confident, I All didn't right. love myself, and I didn't want to be in a position where. I was forcing something that did not feel natural, number one. Number two, I was in my head thinking about all the girls that he had slept with and how I wasn't that. Oh, my God. They it used was, to have me bent. Like. It, was ba- it was bad, y'all. Like, oh, my. it was The whole experience was just very, very uncomfortable for both me and for him. Because I was like, I'm not going to do all that. You sitting here trying to do this position because you did it with this girl and this girl and this yeah. girl. And, and he, it just started to become like, all right, bro. Like, that was a part of it. it. That was a big thing. <laughs> And to your defense, um, you forgave me. She she definitely forgave me for her not forgetting. It was the it was the times where she got in her head, like in the middle of it, mm-hmm. um, because maybe she saw the look on my face and she thought, you know, maybe I'm reminiscing. That wasn't it at all. Um, that was just one part of it. She had, and you can tell it more, but you just had a bad relationship with sex. Yeah. So me knowing that. I was and that's real. another huge part of it, y'all. It, yeah. Another huge part of everybody's sexual journey, specifically men. I need y'all to really hear and, and tap in um, to what he's saying. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, that that's When it comes to sex, you have to understand where your partner is mentally with that. Mm-hmm. Because it's more than just physical, especially yeah. for women. We just know that period outside of sex. It's all mental. Yeah. And for you to know if your partner explains to you, like, look, I... I don't really get down like that because blah, blah, blah. Like, be conscious of that. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to enjoy anything further unless you address it before it even happens. You know what I'm saying? Are you comfortable? You yeah. you want to continue? Am I making you, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all. Is this heard? Is this cool? Yeah. Like, y'all got to figure it out. Yeah. And to let y'all know, like, I, I don't know if I've talked about this. I know that on my personal podcast, I, I'm pretty sure that I, I talked about this in some capacity. But sex was introduced to me really terribly. Um, I had been dealing with sexual trauma since I was a child. And when I say a child, I mean like four or five years old. Like, my mom's um, friends who had sons always put me in very sexually traumatic situations, whether it was they wanted to touch me, whether it was showing me their private parts, like all of those things. I dealt with so much of that from the time that I was around four or five all the way through to adulthood um, into high school. Um, I dealt with being in uncomfortable situations that could have turned into a, a rape situation um, at a young age and then actually getting raped. So my, my connection with sex, my con, and then being traumatized, don't laugh, seeing Monster Ball. Um, that was a very traumatizing movie for me. There was this particular scene, even what is that movie where they, where a dude throws the baby out the, for color girls? That was traumatic. Um, that movie was traumatic for me because I, I had never dealt with my sexual traumas. So trying to, engage into in sex with somebody who was literally at their peak their prime as we joke and call it you know it was like nah i'm not with it like i'm not there um i'm still trying to process that this is a good thing like what we're doing is a good thing because i grew up in a very very christian religious household like sex was for babies yeah and i wasn't trying to have a baby like i'm not trying to do this for pleasure i'm not trying to do this for enjoyment so it started to become a job and that was a job that i didn't want to work I, I didn't want to show up. Yeah. I didn't want to do it because I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't love my body. I was doing the comparison thing in my head. And then I was unpacking my sexual traumas during the whole experience. Yeah. So it was just uncomfortable for him. It was uncomfortable for me. And it just started to not be fun. Like, I listen, don't laugh, y'all, for real. I had a rule. I was like, we cannot have sex. Well, this is when we were dating. This is before we got married. I was like, we cannot have sex on Sunday because that's the Lord's day. Oh, yeah. And he was like, but we live together and we're not married. We have sex Monday through Saturday or in, in that time frame. Like, 
why are you acting like we're not already in sin? Let's just keep the train going. Like, <laughs> what do you mean, Sunday? That doesn't mean anything to me. But anyways, um, you know, I, I just, I, sex wasn't it for me. It, I, it was just not it for me. And that's why we dealt with so much because we weren't connecting intimately. We weren't connecting physically. We weren't connecting emotionally for many, many, many years. Um, and to now be in this place where we can talk about it, like when we have to sit down and really go back yeah. and think about where we came from, it's like, dang. I just got stuck over here going down like memory lane like, real quick. Just all of those memories popping up because we've had a full, I mean, from 14 to now 30, like, yeah. wow. It's like we lived three different lives like, in one. Really? I mean, our high school relationship looked very different than our college relationship, looked very different than our, you know, young 20s relationship looks different now. Like, yeah. every stage of our relationship, especially sexually, looks so different. But I will tell you, this stage right now, <laughs> top tier. Okay. Top there will be tier. times where he's like, okay, you got you to chill. Bro, like, you be like on attack mode. And I'm like, because I want it. For all those years that I missed, for all those those days in the month that I didn't get you, like, I'm trying, like, every day. Thanks. Like, Every single day. And he's like, all right, bro. Like, but, <laughs> chill out. <laughs> listen, man, most most men hearing that and having to experience that, they would flee. I already know. Mm -hmm. um, of course I thought about it. I'm a man. I'm not yeah. getting nothing physical. What? If I'm not going to flee, if I'm not going to flee, I'm going to cheat. Yeah. And with my past, of course, it was tapping me on the shoulder. It was a lot that we were dealing with. And no, I never did. No, I never stepped outside of this marriage. And I'll tell you, like I tell everybody else, I was scared of commitment. This is why we dated for five years <laughs> before. Well, yeah, we dated five, five years, years before I uh, popped mm -hmm. the question with pressure from her mom, pressure from her, pressure from her stepdad, pressure from my parents. Like I wasn't bending into that. Mm -hmm. What I was nervous and like deathly scared of is, yo, if I step out in my marriage, God is going to strike me down yeah. with lightning. And I still feel that to this day. I feel like once I, and it goes back to what we were just talking about last night. Once I break that integrity with my marriage, especially knowing like what we on now, mm -hmm. for me to go step outside of that and like try to, what? No, yeah. I'm going to be off balance for the rest of my life. And it's going to come out and my whole life is just going to depreciate. I'm going to hell. Like yes. those are the steps. Yeah. Bro, I <laughs> I don't mess around. So once we got married, it was like oh the God. only thing that I can do is die to leave this relationship or live in it and make it better as much as, as I can. Yeah. So I had to be the temperature like, okay, shit, how are we going to get out of this situation? Because mm -hmm. during all of this, we're also living in her mother's house. Yeah. And that alone, even outside of childhood trauma can make anybody like go crazy. Lose their mind. So we're... Yeah, we had we had a lot going on. Maybe that's yeah. a whole different episode. A but lot. but yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. So we had to get out of there mentally first before our environment changed. And yeah, like yeah. one thing led to the next and like here we are, but we really we really put the time in as far as um just following the steps. Yeah. And and enduring the time. Even hey. even when we felt like, okay, God, we've learned the lesson. Like, we're good now. Like, we understand karma has beaten our ass. What do you want next? And we still stuck it through. Mm -hmm. It goes back to y'all just have to have more than love. Love oh, is yeah. just a piece of it, y'all. It's such a, Love is such a fleeting emotion. Like, it's it can't even be the base on why y'all are together because... I love my husband as a person, like as a person, he is the most lit human being I've ever met in my life. Outside of him being my husband, like he is an amazing human being. Um, he is an amazing father. He is an amazing brother. He's an, uh, he is an outstanding son. I mean, oh my gosh, he, he's just a, an all around amazing person. Like he takes on so much. He loves kids. He will step in the gap. Like he is a, a very, very great person. His heart is so big. But when it comes to, you know, love, it's like, I can love you as a person and keep you at that distance, like, and still respect you. Mm -hmm. But that's not why I'm with you. Like, I'm not with you because you are all of those things. I am with you because you legit, like, you just do it for me. Like, you do it for me in a way where don't nobody do it for me. <laughs> what do you I, mean? I just love you. Thank you, baby. I love you more. I think these days I actually 
I think I can confidently say that I love you more now. It's a slick, Maybe. it's a slick, like, obsession slash love. Slash possession. I, it's all kind of mixed in one. <laughs> you know, I can't name it. We'll just call it love. No, we're not going to call it love. We're not going to call it thing a thing. No, but, like, just off of the strength of him being a person, um, I, I love him. But that wasn't enough to make me want to be with him. Like, there were undeniable i mean we had an undeniable chemistry but there were things that i was like mm, i can't get this from another relationship and even though he wasn't who he was going to be who he is now um the man that he was when i met him in high school i promise you we, if we went back in time in these bodies and we talked to those people Mm -mm. Exactly. I'd be like, people. you a lot. You will exactly like you a lot. Hey, this Dorian, are you are you stop playing? Like, no. Yeah. Absolutely not. I ain't even gonna hold you. Like, <laughs> like not even two percent. Like the person that he is now is a completely different person that he was back then. But I saw something in him, just as he saw something in me that I was like, no, I have to be here for this evolution. I have to be here to see the man that you become, the human that you become. And that kind of made me want to commit to being in his life, even though I knew the road wasn't going to be perfect. Because let me be real honest with y'all. <laughs> so when we were going to, from senior year to college, um, me and two of my friends got, I mean, we had, we had been in class together for a while and we got really close. And one of my friends um, who knew Dorian, I think her birthday is either the day before yours or the day after. I think, anyways, that's unimportant. Um, <laughs> it is important because they they are very similar in personality, except she's the female version. But just, she got her head on her shoulders. I don't know what happened over here. Um, but anyways, so. I'm going to let that slide. <laughs> that's for calling me Brittany. All right, Britt, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, so me, her, and one of my other friends had a conversation. And she was like, so Brittany. Um, we're all going to Valdosta. Me, her, and, and Bay went to Valdosta State. And she was like, so I know that you're trying to do this whole thing with him and, and see where this goes because y'all are finally both single after all of these years. Y'all are both oh, finally single. About. Yeah. He, she was like, y'all are both finally single. Y'all can both explore. And y'all have been kind of dabbling. You know, we, we all been seeing y'all flirt a little bit in school and whatever have you. Like y'all finally at the point where you can do that because y'all not dating nobody. Don't get caught up. And I was like, girl, bye. I'm not going to get caught up. I know he's a hoe. I know what he does to these girls. I know how he gets them all wide open. And I, I'm just trying to have fun. And she was like, uh-huh. Okay, have fun. <laughs> Child, two months into the summer, she checked back in. She was like, so it wasn't even two months into summer. It was like two weeks. I'm not even going to hold you. <laughs> I fell in love, okay? <laughs> I had lost opportunity. I was like, ooh. I would listen. I was over that man's house every day during the summer, okay? Climbing cheeks every day. <laughs> I was like, listen, if this is the world that y'all living in, sign me up <laughs> for a everyday subscription. Like, this is, it was, I was so sprung. And I will say in the beginning, we were like jackrabbits. And that was kind of me figuring out um, what this world really meant yeah. um, and and really what pleasure was because I didn't understand yeah, to the were, degree. Like, she was so green. Oh, y'all. Oh, my God. I, so right before, <laughs> right before we started this episode, we were talking about the whole condom situation. <laughs> <laughs> please don't laugh at me. So please don't laugh at me. I'm being serious. I'm, I'm staring at you. <laughs> Do not laugh at me, okay? So I thought that you reused condoms. Don't laugh. I said don't laugh. Oh I'm growing. So back then, I really thought that you reused them. Oh so how I God. didn't know it's if cheap. he... Shut up. <laughs> how I knew if he slept with somebody else is if I touched his wallet and I didn't feel that ring in the back of the wallet, you know, the, the circumference of the condom. I was like, mm. he slept with somebody. But in my mind, I was like, he's just washing it and putting it back oh in there. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> You gotta stop. <laughs> Don't do 
bad. It wasn't that bad. I, it was that bad. It was I, that bad. Once I grew up and I was like, oh, you throw it away. I didn't I didn't know that. Brittany, Brittany thought that. I thought it was an inside out situation. When people were smoking weed, and this is off top of it, she thought when people were smoking weed in high school that they were using seasoning. Yes, because I was like, oh, I got weed at the house. It's in my cabinet. Oh Whole time it was God. dill weed, y'all. And my mom was like, you did not go to school and tell people that. And I said, and did. <laughs> So I, y'all can see where I'm coming from. Don't first of don't all, don't do me like that. The the greenest one is Virgin Mary. I take her. I expose her to the world. Oh, you expose me. I, right. I straight expose her to the world on some drugs. Just just ugh. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, she she hopped right in off Glenwood Road. <laughs> like, if you from Atlanta, listen. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> straight, straight Fulton County. Oh god. But um. Then I broke her heart, bro. Like that was the worst part about it, because it could have happened to anybody I was dating at that point. It I was, did. I was trying to spread my loins. He was breaking hearts. I left was and right. Look, I already knew my my advantage. I went down there with a lot of advantages. Uh, what? Say less. But mm -hmm. damn, Brittany's here, and I'm sorry, my babe was there. And at she least tracks, this is the this is the smartest thing that I did was man up to love her enough. To let her go. I took that chance and said, listen, I am not going to cheat, but I cannot continue to be with you because I know what I'm finna do. You telling the real PG version of that. <laughs> he literally, literally, y'all, broke up with me in college. We got together. Now, I, I always say this to women because I get a lot of messages about women saying, oh my gosh, I want what you and your husband have. I want y'all, you don't know. Do I, don't do that. Right. Please don't. Um, because, and, and I say that not to discourage you from wanting the bliss that you see, but sometimes we don't understand how powerful our words and requests are. Yeah. And I used to say all the time, I want that person's marriage. I want what they have. And I remember somebody corrected me and said, don't ask for what we have. Ask for the experience of a good relationship. Ask for an experience of a good marriage. Because when you ask for what we have currently, you have to go through what we had in the past to get to what we had. Correct. And I was like, I mean, you couldn't have went through nothing that bad. And she was like, look, girl, <laughs> yeah. you don't know what we went through. Y'all almost want to die together? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and to be very fair, there are not too many women that are chemically created by God that are me. So I was raised by a single black mother who is a Gemini and she has nigga tendencies. And what I mean by that is my mom grew up in Queens, ran with friends from Brooklyn to Bronx to Manhattan to Long Island. I mean, friends from all over who were Trinidadian, Guyanese, Jamaican, all types of, uh, did I already say Dominican? Yes, all, all types. Um, Italian, like all of that. So she had a very, very wide variety of experience and exposure to different cultures, different kinds of people. And because of that, she had nigga tendencies. She grew up in Queens. Like she grew up in New York, you know, her whole life. So she had, and, and let me tell you what part of Queens. She literally grew up on the street, like it was 50 Cent Street or Curtis Jackson Street and then her street right next to it. So she grew up with 50 Cent. That's all you need to know. If you have not seen Get Rich or Die Trying, just know my mom wasn't no hood rat. You know, she didn't, no offense to the hood rats out there. <laughs> my mom wasn't no hood rat or no hood booger, but she definitely had her experiences with people who had a little bit of a rougher life. So she, because of that, had to, she was a little rough um, around the edges when it came to her rules, when it came to her strictness, when it came to her standards. And she raised me with this very kind of headstrong, very bullish, and I'm a Taurus, very bullish kind of mentality. Yeah, um, very alphabet because she was a single mother. Yeah. So being that headstrong mother raising that same daughter who had those tendencies just based off of me being a Taurus, um, and, and being the person that I am, when you have that and somebody who's still soft around the edges, you know, I had to go with the, oh, I have dimples, so I have to be a little soft and tender, okay? So I was soft and tender with very managed qualities. And because of that, um, I could take a lot. And Dorian, or Bay, excuse me, I got you back. Uh, Bay was very, very blunt. 
And not too many women can handle the bluntness. And when I say blunt, let's get back to this story of when he broke with me in college. Don't do that. You got to tell the truth now. I thought you forgot about it. No, I did not. <laughs> I had to give them a, a background story and then go back to we where I was Never going. forget. Never. So he, uh, he finally, after avoiding me, because he had already found another chick. Let's be real. He had already found another chick that he was trying to be invested in. And he had been dodging me. Mind you, we were dating. Like, we were full-blown boyfriend and girlfriend. We weren't talking. We were boyfriend and girlfriend. Facebook statuses and all. Um, and he already found a girl that he wanted to pursue. And in him wanting to pursue her, he was dodging me. I don't play that. I was like, nah, I'm, you know, Guyanese. I'm Caribbean. I will pull up to your dorm and sit out there like a crazy person. Like, don't play with me. So he finally was like, okay, meet me tonight out, out back of my dorm. So I did. And in a nutshell, without getting into too much detail, because I don't want people to misconstrue how he was and judge him, how he, the person that he is now, like take any credit away. Mm. Um, pretty much what he said to me in a nutshell was, I love you. I'm not asking you to wait on me, but I came to college to explore. I came to college to fuck. I'm just being real. I'm not, I'm not going to hold you. That, that's what I, I came here to do. I love you and I do want a future with you, but it's not right now. Now, most women would hear that and be like, okay, so what you're saying is you want me to wait on you. You saying that you love me, but you know, you either going to be with me now or let's be real, yeah. ladies. Let's, let's be real. So he said that to me and I was like, okay. It was okay. It was okay. I understand your position, but now we finna be together. <laughs> like I was holding on to him. I was like, nah, we finna be like you you got that out in high school. And he was like, no. I, I got my little pee-pee wet in high school. I'm trying to like submerge that guy. And I was like, um, oh my God. um that's a little bit much for me. But you know, okay. <laughs> um, I wasn't accepting it. So we continued to have a relationship, um, both like just friendship, but also intimate. And, and that was my call. Um, I continued to let him, you know, smash and do what he did with me and other women. Um, and that was my stupid fault. Um, but I, you know, still talk to other dudes. I didn't sleep with other dudes, but I did talk to other guys. I dated other people. I was in relationships with other people, um, as far as being exclusive. So it kind of got to him and he was like, um, nah, that's not what I meant. Like I, 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 I didn't want you to wait on me, but I didn't mean like, that's not what I said. I didn't say <laughs> that you could go <laughs> catch feeling. I said, you didn't have to wait on me, which means you needed to go sit in your dorm room and like anticipate my return. Right? <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> and that's literally what he meant. But most women couldn't have handled that conversation and still been okay with continuing a friendship afterwards. We continued a friendship as if he didn't break up with me. Yeah. Like, you would have never thought, and people are like, I'm confused. Are y'all together or are y'all not? Because I'm like, but you have to understand about, this is deeper than love. Like, we just have a chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry was not going anywhere. It wasn't. Like, we just, this was just us. And to be in a situation where, you know, most women will be like, nah, like, no, we're not, we're not, no. So for me, I had to put myself in a situation where I was protecting my heart and understanding what he meant by, okay, so I want to get this out my system. And in looking back now to where we are, I'm glad that he respected me enough to say, you know what? I got to get this out of my system because I do want to be with you. But I know that if I don't get this out of my system now, we're never going to have a future that is the way that I'm envisioning it. And again, a lot of women can't respect that because it's like, it sounded like you asking me to wait on you. And to a degree, yes, it was him saying, "I go, go sit down. <laughs> Russian roulette move. You know, but, but our relationship was so knit tight. Our chemistry was so airtight that he knew I wasn't going to go far. I would have, I, I'll, I'll go entertain a dude for a moment, but I always went back and it was what it is. I'm like, go hold you. Because, uh, you know, I was like, I, I made a pact with myself. If I ever lost my virginity before marriage, I was not ever going to explore anything outside of that. 
simply because I didn't want to go to my husband and say, oh yeah, we can be married, but if we're unpacking, I'm going to let you know that I'm unpacking these 17 dudes. And there, I mean that very respectfully to any woman that is not a virgin moving into marriage. I am not judging you. Trust. <laughs> I am not judging you by any stretch of the imagination because there were parts of me back in the day who literally would cry and be so upset that I did not have the experience of having more than just my husband. Yeah. Um, and I even brought it to him a few times because I'm like, that's not fair. I didn't get to explore my body, what I liked, what it was okay for me versus what wasn't okay. Like I didn't get to define my pleasure. I didn't get to define what I liked. I just have to go based off you and take that at face value. Like, what if you suck? Like, what if, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> These are questions that women be having when we save ourselves for one guy. It's like, damn, what if this dude like really sucks the whole time? And I could have been, you know, dealing with Joe up the street that really be putting it down. Like all my friends tell me. And I'm like, no, but I'm loyal to my one. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, now I'm at the point where judging based off of how crazy these females was acting in college over my man and me having my own experience with my man and how he has perfected himself. Just know I am okay where I am. I am more than okay. I am happy. Um, I am very well taken <laughs> care of. hear your dimples. Child, if you are watching this YouTube video, you already know. You can see the glow, okay? Everybody always talks on my post. Oh my gosh, Brittany, your glow. You just have it. Just know <laughs> that night before, okay? The morning <laughs> before this episode. Who he are was you? Clapping them cheeks. I'm just saying. Uh, but for real, like, had you not said that to me and continue, I don't think that our marriage would be here. We wouldn't even have this podcast, like, to yeah. be real. Everything is, that's what I'm saying. It Everything sucks. had to happen. It sucks <laughs> that it had to happen. Yeah. And I mean, we're not God. We can't say, oh, well, if he didn't do that, then we wouldn't be here. Because I'm sure we, we we found our way through a lot of BS. We did. Um, so we probably would have ended back up here. Maybe it would have came earlier or at a later date. Who knows? But I probably would have been married to somebody else. And y'all, my loyalty back then was so insane. I mean, yeah. I would be in a relationship with people that I really didn't want to be with. But because they were so into it, this is terrible. Do not do this. Do not recommend zero stars. Throwing... It's rotten tomatoes. Okay, don't do it. Um, I have been in relationships with people, unfortunately, where I was miserable and I did not want to be with them and literally was emotionally checked out. But I showed up and put on a mask because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. I didn't want them to feel like I wasn't into them the way that they were into me. So me being the person I am, I was doing I love you back because I love everybody. I love everybody as a person, like on a person to person, human to human level. I love people, period. I have loved people since I was a child. But on a, oh, you're my man, you're my husband. No, mm -mm. I've only planned my marriage life with my ex and him <laughs> and they, and it, that, that's it. Anybody else? No, nah, we was not doing wedding bells and we can't even unpack anything about my ex because no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was just, that whole awakening, processing your whole first love situation. It, when I had to unpack and do my healing, um, the whole sham of me and my first love was a, was the whole thing was like a lie. Um, it was, it was bad. I, I had to really, uh, address some things. And I think that that's a lot. That's, that's also another layer that I think women don't understand is we sometimes fall into this filling the void with, oh, our first love this or our first love that or our first, you know, sexual experience and, Sometimes those things are to compensate for, for situations or to compensate for traumas. And it's not even real. Like you're just going through the motions, but that ends up affecting you very negatively in the long run. And I hope that that makes sense. Like I, I don't want to bash my ex, but y'all just know. Um, yeah, that, that was the most lesson learning relationship that I have ever been in because it literally was the framework for my marriage. It showed me that I really am capable of being with somebody and not being with somebody. I'm capable of participating in the relationship, but not participating in the relationship. And for so long, I literally made my husband pay for the fact that you're not him. 
you're not doing this for me. He was doing this for me. Granted, we were kids when we dated, but he, my ex showed me a life that I thought was it. And I realized that you, yes, he introduced me to some concepts about relationships, but I realized that I was so clocked out of that relationship. I was so clocked out of everything because I was holding, I was enjoying the pleasures of getting my door open and being wine and dine and being treated like a princess. Mm. But I was praying and hoping that Bay would do it. While we were in high school, I was with somebody praying that I could experience this with somebody else. While my ex was doing things for me, I was visualizing that it was my husband. Wow. Who I'm married to now. The whole the whole relationship. I was with somebody who was making me feel good emotionally while fantasizing that it was somebody else. That's toxic. That's toxic. Because this man now is thinking that, oh, that, that you were my first love. Like you will always hold that. No, I wasn't. And now at 30 and he's 31 years old, I'm like, oh God, I, I hope I never cross paths with this man because I don't have, I don't even have a hello. Like, I mean that so serious. Like y'all, I don't even have a, hey, or a you, like, like I'm literally ducking my head and leaving the environment because I feel bad that you have this idea that you're, First love is with somebody and you, you're envisioning somebody else the whole time. Like, the whole time. <laughs> uh, and I feel bad. That, but that was a lesson for me because I, for the longest while I was in high school, I wanted my husband. And I was like, Brittany, you can't have him. Like, he is for the streets. You cannot have him. I was for the slums. Yeah. He, man, high school was rough for us. But I wanted him so bad. And I just, I got into relationships hoping that I would eventually get to him. And I did, but he never told me until we got married. <laughs> He was like, nah, you was in this relationship. That really pissed me off. I remember the specific day when you wore this and it, like. <laughs> yeah. It I couldn't let you see that side of me, though. Nah. That's why I played the, the long game and just kept dropping those deposits. But you got them draws, though. At first, that was the goal. Now, now, <laughs> uh, now I have your mind. Was it worth the wait? Yes. <laughs> wait, you been wifey. I saved your name in my phone in high school as wifey. That's so bad. Don't say that on the airways. You know them little girls gonna be mad. Hey, listen, I gotta. I'd rather be honest. I'd rather be really than you. <laughs> you love it here. I love it here. I genuinely love it here. As you should. Y'all should see the way this man is looking at me. That's why I had two kids, and I'm so glad that he got snipped because we would have 16 more. I promise you. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. I, I. To be honest, I never defined love in my life. Um, I just. I just figured, uh, hey, if it happens, it happens. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't longing for it, but now I understand. Like, when people say, like, oh, how do you describe love? Like, you can't. It's a you feeling. Um, but that feeling is it's embodied by so many other things. But you know as well, like, there are days where you may not love that person. You may just, you may just like them for that mm -hmm. day. Or some days you love them, but you don't like them. I think we just started liking each other, like, two years ago. Yeah. We we started to get on the same page. Like legit. Because people would think that we joking and we would be like, I don't like you. And we were not kidding. Like, yeah. it, it was like, a, I don't like you either, bro. And, like, we and people were like, y'all so, like legit. And people would really be like, y'all so goofy. <laughs> and you the only person laughing, ma'am. Like, <laughs> we are dead ass serious. We do not like each other. We are literally in this for the fact that we have a son together. Like. I yeah. need you to understand we are doing this so my son or our son does not have to grow up how I did, being in a single parent household, a divided household. Like, trust yeah. and believe it that's was. That's how we went into it. That, that was it. It's like, look, we got about 18 years. Uh huh. And, and then we could just yeah. dub this out. And then we had our daughter. And it was like, oh, we're yeah. like deep into this. And we were married at that point. And it was just like, we were still going through the motions. Yeah. And I think for both of us, it was like a click. Like, we have to find something because we have the chemistry. It, it's there, but there's a blockage somewhere. It was intimacy that was the blockage. Then it became emotionally that was the block. Like there were so many checkpoints of blockages. It was like, mm -hmm. 
okay like you gotta do mental work yeah everything starts in the mind yeah and for us even even your sex life y'all everything is mental it starts mental and it's a communication yeah straight up you have to be intentional it's gonna feel uncomfortable you're not gonna want to do it it's exhausting Mm -hmm. but the practice of it makes things better you actually see your life change because you change your perspective about your day and then you just start to put the pieces together but when y'all both are doing that rather than one person it makes it so much easier because now it's not just one person growing yeah and for us we were working against each other um sometimes both going backwards or one going forward and it was like all right look for us to get out of our situation and actually see the best for ourselves and our children Mm -hmm. we have to get on the same page so what does that look like and boom (laughs) and then and your kids be they catch the division too like they sense all of that energy and it's like okay they're miserable so now i gotta be miserable because that's the atmosphere that they've created that's that's the model that's the blueprint misery in somebody else's space misery and we literally had to pivot like mm, we start to see that our kids are just like subpar like they are living a subpar life our daughter was miserable granted she was in a miserable home at the time but she was miserable and our son was starting to show signs of he used to be a a very outgoing very loving very vibrant child um and then his mood started to shift and I think for both of us, we realize like we're creating a very hostile environment. Yeah. We're arguing in front of our kids. We're yelling. We're cussing. We're having full blown like situations in front of our kids. So much so, y'all, it got to a point where we would literally be arguing like in each other's faces. And Bay is six seven. I'm five seven. He would have to get down to my level. We would be in each other's faces, and our kids would be going to sleep. They would literally tuck themselves in and go to sleep while we were arguing they should not have found comfort in our arguments and they did and it started with our son and then when we had our daughter i remember the the first time we got into a heated argument and our son we were in the car and our son literally got out of his seat he was no more than probably one or not even two he would have to be one years old because we lived in um, the city at that point and i remember he came up in the seat and was like guys stop and we were like be quiet and we kept arguing and he was so distraught in that moment and then after a while he just found comfort and and started going to sleep while we were arguing and i will never forget like another instance where i was was holding all the time it was all the time like that was his life growing up like just seeing us argue and I was, I remember one time holding him and arguing and he was sleeping while I, and he was not even one years old at that point. And I was holding him and the boy was knocked out. I mean, like drool coming out his mouth and I'm holding him yelling and arguing at his dad and he sleep. And then our daughter came and she would cry and have her moments. And then she peeped her brother and followed suit, just started going to sleep. I remember a situation, me and you were arguing in a bathroom. I can't remember if Chayden was there. But I remember Autumn for sure. She was playing, like unbothered. Mm-hmm. We were loud as all out. Yeah. So much so that she had to elevate her voice so that she can drown it out and hear herself playing. Mm-hmm. Like it was so toxic. It was bad. And it was so many repeat situations. It was like this is this is life. Yeah. And it, it we had to change our paradigm. We had to change our mental. Because it's like, if we continue to look at this as misery, we're going to end up dying here. Yeah. Like, it's starting off dying inside. And then, like, something is going to happen. Yeah. And I, I I wasn't comfortable with feeling like that all of the time. Yeah. And, man. It was rough. And we had to change. And that's why we tell y'all, like, do not say that you want our marriage as god or whoever you pray to whatever you pray to whatever wherever you find your source whatever your source is for hope strength answered prayers go ahead and and let them you know that entity know listen um (laughs) i want the bliss of their marriage i want the the joy of having somebody that loves me i want that feeling of this is for me and only me and only for my partner. 
Like you, you don't need the stress and anxiety that came with our marriage. So ask God or again, whoever your source is for just that. I want this for me. And, and that's it because the enduring of what we had to, or the, the things that we had to go through, like you enduring that you may not be on our level of strength. You may not be able to handle those blunt conversations. You may not be able to handle, you know, the brute of what we had to go through just to get to a steady place. So tread lightly, um, with your requests because those words and, and requests have power. Yep. Words are containers. They are. If you can live in your words, would you like where you live? Hmm. Come through. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, I had to add that. Yeah, I'm cutting that out. (laughs) (laughs) Not on my podcast. (laughs) Anyways. But yeah, I know we got off on a a slight tangent from pleasure to really talking about our our relationship, but we really needed you guys and more so me. um, It was my heart for y'all to understand our evolution. Um, And that is why we created this podcast. It was created so number one, you guys and, and mainly women can hear from a male's perspective on a lot of relationship topics because I feel like men do not have that kind of space. Um, with a female co-host, um, I feel like it's either a meat show or it's a female show and (laughs) it is. And men come from the perspective of assuming that they understand women and women come from the perspective of we're assuming that we know men and we don't, we don't know. And, and I can't speak for all women and they can't speak for all men, but you can get an idea of if this is your end goal and this being a blissful relationship or marriage or a union, you know, you can hear, okay, well, they gone through very common things. They didn't go through anything so uncommon where I can't identify or at least understand, you know, oh, well, this kind of was the framework for this or, you know, I I get it now. You know, this platform was created to really help y'all understand that Our marriage went through a lot of ebbs and flows. Our relationship went through a lot of ebbs and flows. And through all of those ebbs and flows, we were able to find our rhythm. We were able to become in sync. We were able to heal traumas and we were able to grow together. Like we literally have grown up together from 14 years old to now 30. Um, Bae's going to be 31 soon. Oh my God. But anyways. Take that off. No. I'm I'm celebrating you always. I appreciate it. I love to be celebrated by my wife. You always. Because you deserve. But being, you know, through all of that from teenage to young adult to now we grown (laughs) just about, um, you know, I really, it is my heart for women especially like me growing up that really yearns for that love that connection with the male because daddy wasn't in the house and you didn't really get to see that kind of marriage modeled for you um i really want this platform to help you guys to be the blueprint for you to understand how to create that kind of dynamic for yourselves for your marriage if you're already married or when you become a wife or moving into you know from singleness to being a girlfriend to being a wife you know whatever that looks like for you like allow this to be your Okay, let me go back to my cliff notes real quick. Okay, let me take notes. Okay, let me not internalize this moment because men think this way based on or or this is what a male's perspective is on how they think or this is a female perspective on how females think. Let me just take these tidbits and apply it to this situation in a way that benefits both this person and myself and let's move forward. You know, that's the premise of this platform. That's the premise of this episode. And I feel like anytime people really talk about sex or pleasure or intimacy, they only talk about the highs of it. Now, we went through some lows and y'all needed to hear that and, and, and understand what that looked like from a male perspective and from a female perspective. So I hope that y'all got a little tidbit out of my little raunchy conversation. This is this was great. I feel like a therapist. Slick. <laughs> but we don't get the therapist salary, but you know, we'll take it because y'all are Not great. Yet. Our, our salary is greater than it. We have at, people have asked us in the DMs to counsel them. And that's a lot of responsibility, y'all. I don't think I can handle that. Not I not I yet. I have gone to school for psychology, but I can honestly say I did not go for counseling couples counseling. 
Um, I just went for general psychology and sociology. I cannot yeah. help you off the ledge with your with your marriage um, in a technical sense. Now, if you need advice, I can give you very unbiased advice. Yeah. But that's about it. Let, a, let us get 10 years in the game. Then we'll yeah. consider it. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely consider it. Our our wedding redo is going to be lit. It's in year 10. Yeah. That's gonna be so we'll back. definitely be able to give y'all some nuggets by then. Okay. We will yeah. have experienced the full scope of, of, of a what decade. a marriage is. A, a decade, you know, by that time. And redoing the wedding and all of that. That would be, we got four years. Yeah. Three years. Ooh, this is year seven for us. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yes. we, had the, we had the top, so. It, this is going into year seven. So we got that's three wild. years left. Countdown begins, yo. It's gonna be lit. I'm ready. Did y'all see the smile on his face? Watch out, man. I'll be forgetting this video over here. Y'all catching real emotion. Real emotion. You sprung, sprung. Mm. I love you. You trap, trap. I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank y'all so much for listening to this lovely podcast. Um, We hope that it truly resonated with you, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Later. Thank you for taking this trip behind the rings with us. Join us next time for another candid conversation where we'll dive deeper into our story. All right, y'all, until next time.